Yes, we are live at Dadpreneur Revolution live stream and podcast. Good to have you here and welcome for all of you joining in live or checking in the podcast later. Thank you. So the Dadpreneur Revolution podcast and live stream is the place where dads get to live a life beyond compromise. And that mainly means where time, money, freedom and business and they are enough, where everything is enough. There is no compromise anymore. And on that topic, we have an amazing guest today. So I got to know this man since uh, many months ago, and he's actually one of the main people I spoke to figure out what do dadpreneurs want and need uh, when I did my initial interviews to, to get to know dadpreneurs. That's a long story, we'll not get into it now. But anyway, I'm super excited. And as a short introduction of this man, He's been married since 2007, and he has four children. Like, there are many more things to say, but just breathe in on that. It's like been married for 12 years. To all, all married guys out there, like, 12 years of marriage. I've, I've been married for six years, and, and it's impressive. Only that is impressive. I don't know all, all the turns he's been through, but that's awesome. Four kids, that's a journey. I have two kids, four kids, that's a journey. I know, know his kids are much older also. But some more things about Johan. Uh, we, today we'll mainly speak about his huge adventure of, of cycling basically through more than half of Sweden. And uh, he's also, an, uh, I know him from coaching, uh, from being a, a coach. And he's also a black belt in karate. I just got to know that yesterday. <laughs> Super cool. And um, he's interested in, in arts, in photography, in he plays music. And he is uh, like a stress educator and grief worker. I'm su super excited both of those things. Uh, so let's dig in and get to know Johan Sjölund. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Matthias. Uh... <laughs> And to start with, thank you for the introduction to the Dadapreneur Revolution community. I, I think it's a very good initiative and I, I, I appreciate it a lot. I think the, the parts of being a dad and having a company and uh, trying to get things together is a very, very good thing to, to raise mm. uh, that topic, I think. Yeah, it, for me, it's like... Uh having kids, having a wife, having a business, these are the three areas for me that are most challenging in my life. <laughs> They're like yeah, huge yeah. stressors. <laughs> and then if we can actually add them at not taking from each other, you know, taking time from each other, taking energy, taking focus, but actually stack them upon each other, each and every area helps each other mm -hmm. and leverage each other. Mm -hmm. I, I experienced we can create such an amazing life. Yeah. So let's dig in. Uh, we start with something I call like the quick fives. It's like five quick checking questions and right. to see checking the temperature basically. So you want could you share with me a surprise that you gave or created for your wife that she absolutely loved or that she just hated? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> It's a huge archive of memories, you know, so I have to search for a while. <laughs> Somebody gives uh, Yeah. Uh, I think when I, when I was uh, doing the education for the, the stress, stress, stress coach uh, thing about three years ago, I, we had a weekend down in Stockholm and we ha I had some surprises at the hotel and having a very nice nice weekend and i think that was very appreciated um should it be both 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 a, a positive and a negative I, I, thing? I have a good hate story please oh the hate stories well we get we got a lot of those <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, how we learn huh? yeah yeah well, when i take in a initiative and and um, uh, trying to do things things a little bit nicer at home like uh, painting something in another color or something, she can really go berserk because I don't have this same <laughs> the same touch of of how colors and and yeah. uh, that works together. So so that that's that's a very large <laughs> part of the renovating the house thing. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So could you share what is your favorite way to connect with your children? And when you do connect with them, how does it make you feel? Um, 
when we get outside, we have a, a little of um, adventure, doing things that we normally doesn't do. Um, we go to places we usually don't visit, like we stray straight out in the forest and make a fire and and just be at that place. No, no mm. special plans, just walking, making a fire and, and having a nice time together. And, I, and when you can connect on those simple, uh, uh, what do you call it? Mm. Those simple terms, uh, it gets really, really nice and, and simple and close, I think. And there's not nothing between me and the and the relationship with my children, and uh, and that's I like that a lot, and I see it as well in my children who mm. just calms down a little bit more and and easier to talk and and those things. So, yeah, with the younger ones, the elder ones, I haven't figured out what's to <laughs> how to connect in, in the. How old are they? Um, the two eldest are 14, the girl is 14 and, and, the, and the elder boy is 16. So he, he have moved out from the house now to a gymnasium in, in Edspin. So that's, mm. that's a big challenge to have someone moved yeah. out of the house and yeah. uh, missing uh, one, one individual in the, in the flock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're searching yeah. constantly yeah. and thinking about where he is, but yeah, I know where it is, but, <laughs> but the feeling is like is missing. Practice better go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, could you share with me a a action or also a non-action or like a non-activity that makes you feel most alive? Mm. I think when when life is simple, when you don't have when you don't have the um, you feel that you have to have something to feel alive when it's just simple you have <laughs> you you just are in the place you you are you, you don't need anything at the moment you feel like that that's like a non-action when the, that feeling arrives when you don't have you don't have the mindset of have to have anything to to feel good that that's that's an non-action i think that that's and what, when do you experience that <laughs> well it, it, it's just it, it segues nicely into the the biking trip well it, it's well uh, the things i got with me on the bike it's like i don't know you can buy it from a, a monthly salary and and just live by that so it, it's yeah. very simple and very easy to to mm, Move through life with, I think. Yep. Uh, and it, I think that's a that's a point that I'm trying to make to my children as well. That you don't have to have um, all the things everyone else has to feel free and and live a good life. Mm. So so instead of raising the the bars, I'm I'm trying to lower them <laughs> without without being living miserably. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you share with me like what are some good uh, routines or habits that you have both for the morning, day or, or evening that makes you feel good and makes you be on, on the best version of yourself? Mm. Um, I noticed that when, when I meditate in the mornings, uh, I, get a, uh, I get a great start for the whole day. Uh, and I also have, in the end of the workday, I have more, more patience with my yeah. children as well. So, so that's that's a big difference I've seen with that routine. Um, what kind of meditation do you do? Uh, vipassana. Uh, mm. But I, I also mixed it up with some Buddhist meditation with focused on the breath in different ways, like counting before the breath counting afterwards the breath, feeling the breath uh, expanding and um, focusing on one point where I feel the breath. So, so it's four points uh, that I'm focusing on uh, with that meditation. And I have noticed that I think I like that one more than just the Vipassana focusing on the body uh, and 
and noticing. But um, I think there's there's different times in the life where you can use either. Yeah. Either way. <clears throat> Final uh, checking question there. So if you were a superhero, mm -hmm. who would you be and why? Oh. You know, I like I like the dad in the in the in the Incredibles uh, movie. You know, the, yeah. the big strong guy, <laughs> mm -hmm. because yeah. I, I I identify a lot with his uh, challenges in both in in life in general and and in the family uh, situation with with the teen daughter and everything. Mm. Uh, I, I identify with him a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what is his superpower? What does he do? Oh, he's strong. He's strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and kind. I think that's a superpower as well. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, but I think it's, it's interesting, this topic, kind of to bring these two, two things together. Like, as dads, we want to be these heroes. Or, or like, that's mm. my... Like, I want to be this amazing dad that can, can, like, show up for my kids in a beautiful way. Mm. Uh, then we need the strength, but we also really need, the, like, the, the softness and gentleness. And and I think with all superheroes, like we see the we see the outer kind of superhero stuff, they can fly or do whatever. Mm. But actually, they wouldn't be superheroes if they were not also gentle, if they were not caring. Uh, so if if it's only superheroes that's really tough and really aggressive, we don't really like them anyway. No, no. <laughs> they can easily be a villain as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what they become. Them like yeah, yeah. ours, and they're not nice. So. So, so I think it's it's nothing wrong with becoming a superhero dad, but being a superhero means also having both sides. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice thing. Nice thing to put it. <laughs> so, okay. can you share with me like a a truth, uh, the one truth or insight that you've had in your life at any mm. point? It could be during the cycle tour, or it could be at any time mm. uh, that you think that if everyone realized this same thing, had the same insight. That that insight would make the world a better place, and mm. also share how you came to realize that insight. Mm. Uh, well, I, I think that's that's my life slogan as well. Uh, I don't know how to uh, translate it into English, but uh, I'll try. <laughs> the more people who uh, gets to feel better, the better world gets as well. Uh, I can take it in Sweden, Swedish as well. Ju fler som får det bättre, ju bättre blir det. Jag vet inte, maybe you can translate it better. <laughs> yeah, the, the more people who feel good, the, the better it gets. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's very simple. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. So that, how, did, uh, yeah. Yeah. how did you come to realize that? Uh, I think it was about uh, the time when my wife got... Uh, this stress, uh, oh, I don't know the English for it. Uh, when she got s sick from her stress um, mm. and realized that when people push themselves too far or you don't, you're not there in a way to help them as much as you should have. <laughs> it was a painful insight for me as well, that, that illness that she got for about five years ago. Um, it, it will turn back as well to yourself. So if you, you work against, so if you're working for people to have it, have it a bit better, uh, it also will be better for yourself as well. It will like some, it will come back to you as well. Yeah. Uh, and not primarily doing things for people. So you get the benefits, uh, but doing the things so they get to feel better. Uh, and you can just feel with them when they they feel great, and you see some kind of change, or you you just or just see people uh, just enjoying life and feeling feeling happy happy about the place they're in. I think that's a that's a very good thing too. And how do you think that one makes a shift? Because you you made this distinction uh, about being you know doing it for one's own sake and actually doing it out of service it's mm, like, one yeah. is like one is like obligation and one is service mm -hmm. yeah so uh, how does one bridge that i i think you have to um uh, uh and this has real recently 
came to insight for me uh, that um, uh, of of things. So by refusing feeling something that's not that good you you would like to be, um, you will. Uh, if you don't see that pain or that that thing that you don't like, you you will not excel. Uh, you will not expand. You will be you will be forcing that pain uh, and dragging it with you instead of looking at it and and just maybe putting it aside or or just accepting it. Um, and from that place, uh, yeah, expand or or shift or or what you're aiming for <laughs> so uh I, I think a lot of things positive things come from the the pain you have to have the both to to shift so yeah yep. definitely mm. so you just came back from this adventure so i I, mm. I i just followed you like all the all the stories all these photos <laughs> all this all this rain all this you know beautiful yeah. <laughs> but can you yeah. tell, tell both me and and for people who don't know, have an idea about what you've been up to could you share about what what have you done and why did you do it mm. yeah uh, as i tell everyone else i still really don't know why i did it but but i was i think i was very curious about and if i was able to do this trip from i was planning to doing a trip from from nordkop the north point of europe to to where i live in in the middle of sweden and and it's uh, about uh, 1600 kilometers uh, and uh, yeah I, I just didn't reflect on it until we were driving up i was bicycling from nordkop and home so i thought that was going to be easier than than bicycling up to nordkop and then traveling for three days mm. uh, in a bus or on a on a in a car or something but uh, i actually realized how how far it was uh, on the second day of riding with my parents up in their uh, uh oh what do you call it who's camper. Uh, camper camper yeah uh, in the camper, I realized that shit, this is going to be a hard one. <laughs> mm. um, and uh, but still curious, very curious all the time about if I was going to make it or if something was would going to was going to break down or if I were going to break down or uh, just to see where the barrier is. I think that's the, my my where my curiosity is it's where where the barrier is for making things and, uh, and i think uh, when you hit the barrier and you realize that you uh, we're where people from uh, see it as a fail or defeat or something it's probably there i would will learn the most and and i had several defeats under this trip as well and mm. um, but I also had a little bit of uh, uh, motivation by doing a a crowdfunding for for the Brain Fund here in in Sweden. That research uh, that the money that I got from the crowdfund is going directly to to research on depression and uh, stress related uh, diseases. Um, and the main reason that I chose the Brain Fund is because the Brain Fund gets just a fraction of, of money for research uh, if you compare it with the cancer research. Uh, and the mental illness is going straight up uh, on the costs for the, the, the society and, and, and the research money doesn't uh, keep up with that. that uh, um, utveckling, uh, evolving, yeah. development. Yeah, thank you, Matthias. So, um, so you went on this 1600 kilometers trip. How many days uh, did it take? Uh, eight days uh, of bicycling, and then uh, three days of getting up to Nordkop. So, <laughs> eleven days if you if you count 
the trip up as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so you mean like you didn't actually have like you, you got like called out on this adventure like okay let's test my barriers what can I mm. can I make it or can I break it yeah yeah uh, but uh, but I also got some help to make it so so it was yeah. not like okay let's see I go on a bike trip and see where I break down uh, it was actually making a plan as well of how much physical uh, how, how much work do I have to do before the trip to to not hurt myself? Because if you're biking for for eight days, eight hours a day, you can break yourself also. So they helped me to to uh, yeah, just don't get hurt or or injure myself in some way. Yeah. So yeah. So could you share what what physical and mental struggles did you go through and and how did you overcome them and what did you learn about yourself through overcoming your your challenges? Mm. Yeah, um, actually, <laughs> about sixty kilometers after the start from Nordkap, I, I I was almost about to give up because um, mm. my my body was just so tired. I didn't have any energy at all and. And as my body just declined in 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 its strength, uh, the head got in in the way as well. <laughs> Tell me stuff, hearing voices, just saying, "Okay, you should probably give up." And 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 just what else did your voice say? Yeah, <laughs> this was a very dumb dumb idea. <laughs> Why did you do this? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Uh, yeah. And. Uh, uh, but I, but after those sixty kilometers, I, I I thought to myself, well, okay, if I get to to ten kilometers, it I will take some lunch, I will uh, have a break and and just just relax for a moment and and just gather my strength and build up confidence once again and. Uh, and uh, after the lunch, I, I thought to myself, well, if I just get 50 kilometers till, I, I will be very pleased for this day. So the the, the daily goals was to, to bike at least 16 kilom uh, 160 kilometers a day. And, and that day ended up with, uh, I think, 18 kilometers. Oh, uh, 180, yeah. Thank you. Uh, so that 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 strengthened both uh, my confidence and, and uh, the body as well. It was like when the stress just when I, I get some relief from the stress, the, the body just didn't. It just functioned as it should do. <laughs> so so after the first day, it was. It was easier, but not easy, if I say so. Um, and I also noticed this, this, these voices, and and uh, the three days after the the start from Nordkap, I, I developed this technique by by uh, naming these voices. I actually I, I got the tip from from Sam Harris from Ten Percent Happier uh, that you should name your your voices and and invite them to yeah well it's like a gathering you know come in and speak your mm. <laughs> speak yeah. your voice and tell me what's on your heart <laughs> mm. uh, and when i invited those voices it just the feelings inside just dimmed a bit so so mm. i didn't get all in them so so it just eased up i think okay, tell me the names of, of your voices <laughs> I got this. This angry voice was the strongest. Uh, angry people, yeah, the angry, angry voice. Uh, I call him uh, Ariane, the ang angry Arne. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, I also gave him uh, uh, a bit of accent, so it's it's not my own voice. It's just okay. it's a it's a character. Um, like? Yeah, he got a little bit of a Finnish accent, like very dark and, and very uh, angry like and, and swears yeah. a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it was what did he say yeah well if people passed very close when you're biking it's pretty scary when you almost feel the the wind and 
the, the mirrors mm. like see them pass uh, pass your head you get very angry first of all scared but but the anger switch over very fast um, and it was a lot of swearing i don't think it's suitable in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> so he was so, angry at the other people like yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah victim victimizing anger yeah yeah people were treating him not not in a good way yeah and and also like okay if i see this person further ahead i will stop and i will hit him <laughs> like uh, just the voices tell me not me doing it by but just by hearing himself saying that well okay how 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 uh, is that true like no it's not true it, it's just something he's saying <laughs> so you can you, then you can drop it just just drop it and feel also feel the the tension just dropping as well together with the, the insight of that voice not being true yeah. listening to it but not accepting it as a truth for yourself yeah, yeah. can you share another voice another name uh yeah actually um sorry for this mom but <laughs> my mom was very very worried about this biking trip mm. uh, uh, and i got this worrying guy called uh worrying uve and and he's he got the accent from the guys in Vesteros, uh, mm. a little bit whiny like oh no this is not going to end well uh and <laughs> like okay. that and and uh, and that's uh, that that gave me a pretty good insight about life in general here at home about my my worrying worrying about uh, my eldest daughter i i feel a lot of anxious uh, anxious feelings around mm. Or being out with friends late at night or just at nine o'clock it's not night and seeing the same pattern that my mom projects at me that i projected on my daughter so so it was a very a very good insight i think so now i'm i'm working with that feeling a lot uh, uh, together with my my daughter and i'm telling her straight out as well when she leaves the house that i'm i'm actually i'm i'm a bit worried about you being out but but uh, i'm working on it i i have full trust in in your judgment and uh those things and uh, yeah I, I think that's easier if it really if if something happens it's easier to to talk about it as well if you're open about it yeah. I also told my mom about the, that worrying thoughts yeah. and feelings, and and I think I think we're teaching each other a, a very good lesson. I think. Mm. Yeah. So I, I actually I thanked her about it and and apologized for shouting out at her at first by being so worried and projecting this mm. this worrying thoughts and feelings and everything. It's not it's not your it's not you that are biking this <laughs> doing this trip, but but she's yeah. Actually, yeah. listening to someone's worries helps them as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 So it's three ways. <laughs> hmm. Both, yeah, both my mom and and my daughter. So yeah, yeah. and myself. Hmm. Amazing. What what it is? Uh, what was the worries that is wor worrying over over the over? What? what <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, I got a lot of feelings about me being ill having fevers or getting a cold or the tent get flooded or just anything that small thing that yeah well if it happens it happens it's nothing you can do about it um, mm. but worrying about it in the in the forehand it's it just it will not help you at all it was just it will just stress you out so yeah mm. Yeah, well, it's super cool, like to be able to release like these kind of patterns that you speak about. Like, it's, you actually get three generational pattern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're inviting to res resolve that. Yeah, and it feels, it feels like to me, 
that's kind of the last thing I would imagine, like going on a on a bicycle adventure for six hundred kilometers and and having a generational pattern being being yeah. kind of yeah compact. Yeah, I think Amazing. that's a lot, a lot of the thanks for the curiosity as well. I think. Hmm. Otherwise, yeah. I would just sit at home and I will see those pattern unfold and not looking into them. If I, mm. it's if it was in the ordinary life, just sitting at, at home and just repeating it. And yep. If you get a distance from it, it's easier, I think. Yeah, mm. sure. Uh, and do you want to share, like, was there some other kind of moment where you really like struggled, or like when you? Did you at one point become these voices? Like you speak about that you mm. were not them, but mm. it's, it's still like even though one is aware of that, one is not yeah. the voices. At yeah. some point, it's like too much. Mm. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a it was an emotional meltdown in in Jokmok. Uh, mm. I don't know why this this local uh, pizza place played country covers of love songs like uh, "Shallow" and and. Uh, Oh, what's that that uh, song? The smile on your face. Um, ah, I don't know. Uh, but they played three of these songs that just remind me of the family, remind me of my wife, my time, our time together, and everything. And I was just, I was sobbing there in the in the pizza place in Jokmok together with <laughs> the miners, <laughs> the, the people work, working in the mines. They were just looking at me like I was a suicide bomber or something. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that that was a rock bottom hit, I think. Um, emotionally, the, all the voices just disappeared at that time afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and as I did that, and feeling real down, and feeling yeah, well, letting him out like through the tears. Um, uh, I got to a turning point there. Just when I ate up my food and I got out to the bike and was about to leave, a, a guy from Belgium just came up to me and started talking. Like, okay. uh, yeah, it was just interesting, interested in uh, what I was doing. And, and we talked for about uh, 30 minutes or so. And he invited me to the, the rainbow gathering in uh, that I had in Jokmok at that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. And the rainbow gathering is like, uh, this hippie movement. I don't know if you can call them hippies, but but it's a lot of spiritual work and and a lot of connection to the forest and and what's going up on up in Jokmok with the mining and and yeah. the large companies just digging and, and and not thinking too much about the future and and the samis and and so so. It was a, it was a large gathering, but but it didn't go because I I had my tent sent with my parents to Arvidsjau, so I had to get to Arvidsjau before I could uh, get my sleeping equipment. So yeah. um, that was that was I, I felt really sad about it because I think it was should could have been a real nice moment meeting a lot of nice people. I think. Yeah. But just talking to him and, and getting that invite was yeah it it lifted my my mood a lot and and the spirit as well so yeah. I think to to once again once you hit once you hit the rock bottom you get some pretty nice insights as well so yeah, yeah but I, I'm really touched by that like this this space of really allowing this this like this shit to come up like as you mm. like emotional release you like actually cry yeah. it's like yeah. one thing be aware of the emotion but then actually mm. and then how, how things can actually be put behind us in in such a powerful yeah. way mm. so what did it take for you to kind of like were you just overwhelmed you kind of had to express this or yeah. what did it take for you to, to give this space uh yeah well I actually i just gave into the feeling and like yeah <laughs> i'm feeling this right now so i have to have to release this blump that I got in my throat. Stop swallowing and swallowing, and just just let it come out. So yeah. I was I was sobbing, mm -hmm. uh, and also it it's kind of uh, feeling kind of down as well because if you see a person, not that I was expect expecting anyone to come come and ask me how I was feeling, but in the in the pizza place, but but uh, it's kind of sad that people don't don't see. Uh, 
that more. Uh, if you see someone being real down or something, it takes very much courage to to meet them. But uh, I would uh, I would uh, like to see more people take that courage because it, it can literally save lives. I yeah. think. Okay. Uh, I, I love the image as you speak about like these miners. It feels like they like the old <laughs> the masculine. <laughs> Like yeah, very, yeah. Very, very strong and very tough and, mm. and I, I can just imagine the culture in such like old traditional kind of men's work and then you come there and show up as a very new image so i i have no idea what they were thinking mm. but no that's still very even if they didn't like think about it maybe didn't speak about it but like something is awoken mm. like, yes yeah. a man can do that and they might have you know tons of judgments of that but it's also mm. healing to, to be mm. confronted yeah. at that yeah Beautiful. So you're on, on on a tour now. You go around and and speak about your journey. Speak about what is it? What's it called? It's translated. Uh, oh, Medlut. It's like oh. from down downhill and down. wind wind blowing against you. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the tour starts uh, the twenty first of October uh, in Jävle, uh, and the twenty second in here locally in Färila the 20th 23rd in in Hudiksvall and the 24th in uh, Bolnes so it's a small tour just to to see if the material works uh, good start yeah yeah well I, I'm I'm pretty hyped about it I, I think it will okay. be really fun <laughs> okay tell me what will you be be speaking about and what what is like the invitation was the takeaway for people what will people when they walk out of that room and experience with you, what will be their takeaway? What they, will they learn about you, your experience, or about themselves? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, um, my intention is to to break this. Uh, this it's a lot of people talking about positive mindsetting and all those things, and I think that's an, important too. But uh, as I learned at this journey, that actually the the deepest insights come from from when it's feeling really down and just just looking into it not fleeing from it or something just staying at that point uh, and just look make an overview of why am i here why do i feel like this uh, and just i don't know you just just be in that moment, not fleeing from it, and not be scared from it. Because if you're scared from, if you're scared about doing the wrong thing or or trying or see where the barriers are, your barriers are, you you will uh, you will you will hold back on yourself as well. Well, that translates into positive thinking as well. But the the main take I think is just just um, uh, have confidence enough to to feel sad sometimes as well because sad times will come and sad times will appear in your life and and will and life will be hard um, and having the mindset of of working uh, to kind of handling the hard parts in life will actually make it positive in in the long run so if you can if you can manage the hard hard parts in your life i think uh, or the difficult parts in your life you will you will excel just gracefully yeah that's beautiful <laughs> uh, yeah i think so that that's the main take and also uh, some information about mental illness and and depression and and men's health mental health uh, in general i think yeah. it's very very it's a very urgent topic as well to talk about because the identity of of a man these days are different than for like uh, 30 or, or even 20 years ago i think uh, taking a bigger yeah, responsibility yeah, for family as well yeah eating antidepressants in sweden yeah yeah a lot uh, and that that scares me a lot and if if i should segue into the, the grief recovery program and the coaching yeah. of in grief uh, you have to feel your feelings too to move forward from your grief uh, and if you eat 
antidepressives, you don't feel the feelings as strongly as you should to make that uh, progress. And I don't, um, the antidepressives have uh, a function, they do, but, but uh, sometimes I, I think they can make a lot of problems as well because in the DSM-5, the, the psychologist's uh, manual for, for diagnostics, um, they, they, I think it says now, the updated version, that if you have a, a grief reaction longer than, than five months, they, they, they change the, the grief re reaction to depression instead. So that enables them to medicinate you instead of, of yeah, well, doing the work of grief recovering instead. instead. Uh, so no, that, this is such a, a huge topic. Like, uh, yeah, I've, I've been doing like I call it shadow work for I think three or four mm. years, and and the past say, uh, I think past month or past six weeks, I've been really like intensifying uh, this shadow mm. work. It's just been mind blowing and super transformative for me. Like it's been through. Oh, right. Like I really like I search for challenges. I search for the pain. I, I search for the grief, and I basically do that every day. And it's like, where is my tension? Where is fear? Where are these things? And I get to know them. And just as you, I think you say it so beautiful, like get intimate with them. It's like, ah, you're there. And like, mm. what's underneath there? What can I learn from you? What is the message here? And mm. uh, what I experienced, like just from this, like six, four, four, six weeks of more intensive work is like, I've been aware of these, uh, of these feelings and emotions that have been in the background, in the shadow. And but I, I had no idea how much they've been controlling me in my in my mm. mind, and yeah. I know they still are because you know they they always never like hundred percent over it, and it's just <laughs> about to continue to shine the light on them like over mm. and over and over again. But really, how li less much less power they have, as as you say, like as you described mm. the process of letting it go, like in this in this pizzeria also, mm. it's just just yeah, I didn't even know like. Was another thing like three years ago. I didn't know I had anger. I didn't know the mm. feeling of anger, and then and then it's like, whoa, where? Like that was the first time. You know, there was a situation. What had wasn't really a, something that could trigger me to become angry. But where, where is all this mm. coming from? You know, mm. and then you know, it's been been a process, and it is it's a process to to kind of express that, of course. But it's like I knew, I thought I had you know that taken care of, but I didn't. Mm. So, so my question to you, like with with grief and, and touching on like on the shadows or suppressed emotions and feelings, like <clears throat> I think like grief is, as you say, a feeling that most men do not allow and and therefore suppress. Mm. So, first, like what happens if we suppress? If you if you want to add something, we've been touching that. But if you want to add, what happens if you suppress an emotion over time and decades and decades, as as I've done and, and most do? Mm. And how can we get in contact with these suppressed emotions? And then, what are the benefits of of doing that? Mm. Well, if I if I talk straight out of the the grief recovery program, that is, it's all it it reminds very much of the twelve step program from the AA. But but um, I think it's I haven't looked into the AA twelve step, but it it's reminds of each other um, at first you have to look up on your uh, what have um, what is that have have um, uh, uh, impacted the effect impact yeah, yeah the impact in your life from from others from your parents uh, from from your friends from the society as as general uh, uh, about your feelings uh, around grief. Uh, many people talking about you should grieve in, yeah, alone. You should not bother someone who's grieving. Or, or um, as a man, you should just brush it off and, and move on. Or if you're feeling sad or feeling grief over uh, uh, a relationship that has break broken down uh, yep. uh, the body's just like ah, follow us out and we can we can you can find a new one you know because there's a plenty of girls out there but still if you're if you're 
suppressing your grief with dating others you will you will have the grief there always you're just moving it in front of you in, instead of looking at it and putting it down and and leaving the 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 heavy weight that it probably have over you yeah. and so that's the first step just looking how how the society and your friends and your parents have impacted you for your life uh, and that's pretty intense just seeing how much your life have been uh, impacted by others um, and uh, that also makes you see a lot of things that you didn't think was uh, events in your life that involved grief uh, but do because because the impact have manipulated your <laughs> feelings in some way so uh, that's a that's a huge start for for looking into the grief uh, and then you make a can I just make a quick example there yeah. of, of uh, as i think <clears throat> we're speaking to like i had this reaction i spoke about anger but mm -hmm. if there is it's like anger is a, is a reaction when someone is breaking your boundary so if someone breaks my mental or physical boundary usually mm -hmm. i get a smile on my face mm -hmm. instead of getting angry uh -huh. so, okay you know, that, that's huh? my body has and i'm pregnant now i'm very aware like whoa i'm having a smile on my face and this is freaking scary because it should i should be screaming or yelling or doing something but i shouldn't have a smile on my face you know uh -huh. but that's just like some something that has happened in my in my brain of connection like okay i want to be friends with everyone i want to please everyone. <laughs> a smile on my face now will will that solve the situation mm -hmm. I think that could okay. be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be one part. Just, just being, not being a burden for others is also a, a huge thing with grieving. And also comparing your own grief with others is also a, a devastating thing to do. Because if you compare uh, your grief about your child moving, like in my case, moving from your house, mm. uh, comparing that grief with someone who actually lost uh, a kid uh, or a child that, that that's not comparable uh, you should never compare it because if i do that i, I just suppress it even further down uh, and not looking at it uh, and in the end not knowing why i'm so sad or why i'm so angry or why i eat more or why i drink more or why i have more sex just to suppress the feeling mm. um, and and that's that's also a part in the grief recovery program just looking at what do i use to relieve myself from the grief like eating or working out or shopping or jerking off or <laughs> uh, anything to to release the, the tension in the body because if i all always using these strategies i don't look into the problem i just push it further down or further away or but it's still with me burning yep. me down so yeah <clears throat> do you want to share anything else about the the process yeah well uh, you actually when when you're doing the program you're looking over your whole life from birth from your yeah. first memory to 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 today's date uh, and every every event in your life that have caused you grief in in some way it could be girlfriends or arguing with your parents or parents dying or it's not all, always people dying or, or separation or things it could be work as well if you're if you're have to leave your work and your working bodies you don't you lose a lot of talking time and social time with people you spend a lot a lot of time with and when that change you you feel a lot of grief yeah. and and also in my case when when my eldest moved out I, I feel a lot of grief because uh, i don't see him every day i don't talk to him every day yeah well over the phone but that, that's not the that, not that's not the same thing <laughs> you like to see him and hug him and tell him face to face <laughs> so oh yeah uh, 
And after you looked over your whole life, you 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 choose you choose one of the the grief um, that you have, and you do a, a relationship chart from the first memory with that person or that situation or something, and till the end of the the relationship uh, or the change of the relationship, or if the relationship still exists, you can just yeah well have, leave it open and 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 make a fresh start when you finish the work yeah. So, yeah. so can you share what is the like outcome of uh, like what what experience did you did you get from doing this process for yourself and and what what how does it change people's life to do this process um many people have relationships with if if a person have died uh, and you have you have a yearning to to have an apology from that person yeah. you're carrying that that uh you're carrying in it and it, it it's bring it, it's just having you and uh, putting it down i think uh uh you have to some you have to, with the program you 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 write a letter to the person that has died or that you have separated from. And in that letter, you, you talk about things you wish to have an apology for that the person have done to you, mm. uh, things that you would like to apologize for, uh, things that you wish were different, things that you appreciate about the person, uh, situations that have impacted your life's life a lot in positive and negative ways mm. um, and write them down and speak them out loud to a, a person who listens to you because if you have a person listening to you uh, you're communicating it in a more emotional way because if you're re reading this letter to a tombstone or just for a dog or anything it's not the same thing than talking straight to a person and seeing the body language and 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 all those uh, things that the that doesn't come with just speech and and also you feel the support of another human because if a person really listen to you you can lean into them and really feel comfortable enough to yeah to lift up those feelings and let them go because they're they're stuffed pretty deep um most of the times and and the reactions are often very physical uh, i remember when i was supposed to read my letter i i was just she feeling the shields just shaking and and uh when i was finished i was all warm in my body and feeling light and everything so it was yeah, uh, emotions do really impact you strongly physical, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so much for sharing about this process. It's very, very beautiful and, and I can imagine it's very impactful. Uh, could, could you share a little bit before we check out here, like how can people connect you? Like uh, what do you want to invite people for if it's grief work or do you want to invite them to, to connect you for coaching or is it the the the, the tour you're gonna take where, mm, where can people yeah. connect you well it's it's mainly facebook uh, and my my facebook page uh Sjöland wellness uh, you can can you put it in some notifications sure, or yeah. something yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and i have a website as well it, it's uh Hulands dot now uh and 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 you uh, yeah uh, and uh, I'm not so active in on Instagram, uh, but mostly Facebook. I link the most of the things to Facebook. Uh, I also have a YouTube page with with some videos about grief recovery and and stress relief and and those things. Uh, and the tour uh, about this uh, crowdfunding trip, uh, bicycling trip. Uh, you can buy the tickets from billetto.se uh, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you also find the links on Facebook. Cool. Uh, so actually I'm thinking about live streaming the 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 last uh, last tour date I think from Boldness. Oh. I, I, I think I sh should live stream it so keep awesome. an eye out for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, probably we should make a, a I could if there's any dad, dads out there who wants help with the grief recovery, I, I can help with uh, yeah. uh, help with that. With um, uh, yeah, we can talk about a, a good agreement about that because I think it's very important to to that dad and entrepreneurs and and everyone can work without having the grief dragging behind because many people work to feel better as well if they got a lot of grief so that that's also an escape that many people use to to not feel as much as they should to to relieve the grief so it's like yeah. the most acceptable uh, addiction and and yeah. uh, drug yeah. of, of our century yeah and it gives you money as well if you work hard you know <laughs> you even, you even get so, so it's, yeah yeah it's, it's very, truth. yeah, yeah but uh yeah beautiful yeah it's nice thank you so much uh Johan. i really appreciate your sharing your insight and your wisdom and your experience and i love these details about aria on and this uh <laughs> very beautiful thank you for sharing so openly about your inner voices we all have them and i really appreciate like how yeah but how you got to spend so much time in really getting to know them mm. yeah. So, yeah well well actually i i would uh, i would uh, invite everyone to to do some time off from everything and just just be with yourself yeah i think that's that's it's a great thing even if you're a parent but in the long run you will be a better parent i think if you have some time just alone <laughs> getting to know yourself even even better so yeah and it's a never ending <laughs> No, never done with that. Constantly changing, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. Thank you very much for your work as well, Matthias. Uh, and keep up the good work because it's it's very needed out there. I, I think you're you're doing a huge impact on people's lives. So keep up the good work. And actually, I want to share with you now because it's so much on the topic. So I, I received a, a, a mission uh, some sure. some uh, some weeks ago. It's new. Uh, can I share with you, Yuan? Yeah, yeah, please, please do so. <laughs> because it's so related to what you're doing. Uh, so the mission is: I will help men to become the best version of themselves, and by doing mm. that, eliminate all abuse of children and women on the earth. Mm. Yeah. And and really, why it's relating is like because when when I I in my work is also about making men the best version of themselves through through yeah. running successful businesses, living their per, per, passion and purpose. What happens then is that we need to connect to our emotions, and when we uh, connect to our emotion, we stop abusing because mm -hmm. the abusive pattern is that we first start abusing ourselves, and abusing ourselves is going to work and not mm -hmm. accepting the grief and the anger uh, and 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 the fear that we have. That's self abuse, and we mm -hmm. don't allow that to happen we start not only abusing ourselves but abusing others and as abusing our children our wives our colleagues or whoever it is mm -hmm. and that's why there's so much pain in the world basically that's how i yeah. see it um so yeah it's it's an, an empowerment to work yeah it's a great mission you know <laughs> yeah and Thank we're you. all doing it together as well so it's even if you're even if you're not on the train you're still you're still in in the in the circle of men i think because yeah it impacts everyone <laughs> yeah cool thank you Juan. thank you thank you matthias yeah carry uh, on <laughs> and, and yeah say to you and to the listeners and viewers of that revolution podcast and live stream thank you for joining Hope you enjoyed uh, this show with you one and you have the links in the the show notes and uh, that will be right below or right above here so when you're ready to take the next step into your 
potential and and to accept more of who you are and become the best version of yourself creating a business from your passion and your skills that helps your family and helps the world basically creating a legacy is very important then please join us we have a free facebook group where you want to support he's one of the members there uh so we ch share a lot of, of insights and experiences both from being your parents and being entrepreneurs so come uh, join us there and uh, i'm looking forward to see you the next time thank you bye 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 <laughs>